The Happily Ever Haunted podcast may contain graphic content that may include sexual violence, suicide, or murder. Listener discretion is advised. You what? don't remember your mama? No. With the Wilmer Valderrama? It was like a show where people just roasted each other? No. Yeah, you gotta look that up. That was fucking classic MTV. How do you spell it? Like yo mama. <laughs> M-A-M-A. Oh, that's not how I spell mama. I mean, M-A-M-A. I spell mama. But like. M-O-M-M-A. It's your mama, but like your mama, you know. By Fat Boy Slim? No, it's a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a TV show. Jesus. I'm ready to stop recording and go watch Ratchet. <laughs> and then every time I say Ratchet, I want to start singing Ratchet from uh, Meg The Stallion. Well, let me turn it up real quick. I'm hot. Yeah, you are. When did this come on? For all of you who don't know what the fuck your mama is, it was created by Wilmer Valderrama. The first episode aired in 2006. There was a season one and two and a season three. And then it ended. All right. Anyway. uh, Yeah. Let's. You want to get to this podcast stuff? Okay. So speaking of podcast stuff, I have um, something to discuss. So um, I just want to catch the people up on what I've been watching lately. So, so I have finished marrying millions and seeking sister wife. Okay. Both great trash reality TV. <laughs> um, and now I have moved on to Ratchet. And I'm assuming the people that listen to this will watch Ratchet. So I want to know what you think because I've heard and read a lot of mixed reviews on it. Yeah, so far I'm mixed about it as well uh, because... We've read, only seen episode one. We watched it at 5.30 this morning. But I read the book, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I didn't even know it was a book. I thought it was just a movie. Yeah. And um, they take a lot of liberties. Yes, they take a lot of liberties. It's so funny because I walked into the clinic today, like from lunch or some shit like that. And um, one of my fellow clinicians was... Um, talking to my professor they like watch tv like they they watch the same shows like they're watching longmire right now apparently we need to watch longmire um because it's really fucking good but they're watching longmire right now and um she was trying to tell my professor to watch ratchet and uh i was like oh yeah it had something to do with one flew over the cuckoo's nest the cocoa cuckoo for cocoa puffs <laughs> one flew over the cuckoo for cocoa puffs <laughs> Damn. so um that is where my head is today uh but yeah so like we're on episode one what do you think thus far are you talking to me yeah sorry uh i'm not talking to frankie (laughs) i thought that was an open-ended question oh uh but i mean it's yeah it's very american horror story yeah i want to watch episode two when we're eating later Uh, why Maybe before we go to bed. I have to do homework, so that'd be great homework. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Just so you know, our wonderful pup, Frankie, is sitting here beside... Well, she's actually, like, passed the fuck out beside me. 
So if you hear snoring, it's our dog. Yes. All right. Um, can we can we do this now? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the whole like four minutes. I was just like trying to get the your mama part, but <laughs> look, just take what you can get. Okay. Just go with it. Go with the flow. So focus, focus in this bit. <laughs> are you done or are you finished? <laughs> Neither. So before we begin the podcast, we have a promo for you guys. Uh, it's from the Straight Up Enigmas podcast, a podcast that's a part of the Straight Up Strange podcast network. If you're not checking out the other podcast uh, like ours and the other podcasts that are in the network, uh, definitely do that. You're so, missing the fuck out. There's a lot of great podcasts in this network. Uh, so the Straight Up Enigmas podcast is a podcast that explores the unexplained, supernatural, paranormal, true crime, and historical mysteries would you say it explores the strange it explores the very strange and so if you like our show you would definitely like straight up enigmas so check them out when you're done listening to our episode and here's their promo ted bundy murdered my dad's friend sister in 1974 while on his reign of terror in utah at least bundy admitted to killing her just before his execution but police were never able to locate her body. That's the topic of just one episode on Straight Up Enigmas, a podcast to explore the unexplained. We discuss the mysterious deaths of the Jameson family, share terrifying true stories from real people about sleep paralysis, and explore Cleopatra's missing tomb. I'm Jaden McKell, and I'm the host of Straight Up Enigmas. Our bite-sized, bi-weekly episodes focus on the world's strangest mysteries. Sacred and sonic geometry, the murder of Karen Silkwood, Turkmenistan's door to hell, the curse of the omen, and much more. Listen and subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts. This haunted happen. Nope, it's no, not haunted no, happenstance. Not. I'm not taking that's the wrong podcast. <laughs> okay, you can delete that out. Okay, maybe. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Happily Ever Haunted. I'm your host Bailey, and I'm Milton. And this is a podcast where we tell you stories of the strange and unusual. Ooh, I was waiting for it. Like I, <laughs> I, I expect it every time now. So just anticipating. Yes. One day I'm not gonna do it, and you're just. Gonna I know be like I'm gonna crickets. be like, "What the fuck?" It's <laughs> gonna turn around, be highly upset. Highly. Like you had one job. I'm sorry. So anyway, how's it going? I'm exhausted, <laughs> and it's Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm very excited. It's the first day of fall. Happy fall, y'all. Yes. Spooky season has arrived. That was September 1st. You missed it. <laughs> um, 
yeah how is y'all's fall going it's actually it actually feels like fall here we're in we're in fake fall it's gonna get hot again um and then we'll have real fall will we i'm excited for hopefully i'm excited for fake fall so it's supposed to be like 84 degrees and it's not even fake fall like it's raining and like no there's no hold on there's no color changing it's all green like it's very like spring like it's like this is like that winter to spring transition weather where it's like it's like kind of cool but it's like kind of warm and then it like warms up eventually it's like that right now yeah (laughs) i actually really freaking love it so don't rain on my parade like it's great compared to what it was like a couple weeks ago yeah it was was like like a billion degrees yeah but honestly and right now the rain isn't bad like it's a misty rain it's not even a heavy rain and i'll take misty rain all day long true that i agree even though i like a good shower you're not i i like when you shower too (laughs) (laughs) but i like when i shower too you're not driving and i am not all of us can work from home (laughs) (laughs) sorry jesus um okay well now that we have discussed our feelings on the weather (laughs) um do you want to jump into your episode to your topic yeah it's not your episode it's our it's my episode i'm the star of this show (laughs) i thought you knew that okay okay i'll let you believe that i will believe that because i i love myself i just kicked our cat (laughs) why are you kicking see that's bad luck it's not bad luck yes it is it's not i'm actually petting him with my foot right now so you're kicking your cat? No, I'm just petting gently. him. No, I'm you're like, gently kicking your cat. Oh <laughs> he's loving. It. He's purring. He purrs with like anything. <laughs> he's like, oh, affection. <laughs> Someone's touching me. What? Yeah. Okay. Tell me what you're talking about. All right. So today I'm going to cover something a little different. Uh, this place kinda exists. Uh, it 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 was a actual building and. It's uh, most of the buildings stand, but um, for the most part, it's been torn down. But doesn't mean that spooky shit doesn't happen still. Spooky shit's always happening. And so today I'm covering the Central State Hospital in Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, interesting. Do you know anything about this? Bailey? <sighs> I know a lot of hospitals. <laughs> like, that's kind of my bag, is haunted hospitals. So, like, but they all run together for me. Yeah. And, and <laughs> does it, it have a body shoot? <laughs> and, that's the real question. Right. And it's kind of funny because Ratchet just dropped and, you know, one flew, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, uh, was basically takes place in a psychiatric hospital and this is kind of what i'm covering today i had no idea that one flew over the cuckoo nest took place in a psychiatric hospital yeah had no idea yeah and that's i keep getting told that i should watch it like i've been told that a couple of times over the years i never watched a movie i just read the book i don't i didn't even know the movie existed until after i read the book and i was like i kind of know what happens cliff notes so (laughs) that would not have helped me because i had to do like an extensive like Report. did you read it in high school yeah it was like my ap english oh my course. god i never read that i read uh fahrenheit 451 i had to read that too 
I, wrote I that didn't read it though. In honors, honors English my junior year. Um, the pig farm. Mm. Read that. <laughs> All of these political things. I read the fast food nation. That, that shit was, was fucking. That I, was gross. I read that on my own, and I just I oh oh. <laughs> that shit was gross. It was interesting, but it was fucking gross. Yeah. So yeah, let's jump into this. The Central State Hospital came into existence by an act of the 1844-1845 Indiana General Assembly, which provided for the, quote, procuring of a suitable site for the erection of a state lunatic asylum, end quote. The hospital was known by several names, such as the Central Indiana Hospital for the Insane and the Indiana Hospital for the Insane. So it started out as the Indiana Hospital for the Insane, and then changed names a few times. So, the Indiana Hospital for the Insane opened in November 1848. I'm sorry, when? November. No, what did you say? I said, the Indiana Hospital for the Insane opened in November 1848. That's not what you said. You said November. Damn, I'm trying to read it over. Shit. But you said November. Sorry. You sound a country as fuck. <laughs> the Indiana Hospital for the Insane opened in November 1848 with a total of five patients. At that time, the hospital consisted of one brick building situated on a large parcel of land of over 100 acres. In 1889, the hospital was renamed the Central Indiana Hospital for the Insane. And after 1926, it was known as the Central State Hospital. And by 1928, physicians cared for nearly 3,000 patients. Holy shit, that's a lot. From 1848 to 1948, the hospital grew yearly. The hospital eventually included two massive ornate buildings, one for males and one for female patients, various different buildings to handle different ailments, a chapel, and an assembly hall complete with an auditorium, billiards, and bowling alleys. So, um, before we go on, I'm just going to say, I've been in a lot of hospitals, not psychiatric, but just like regular hospitals and there's always chapels and like, I'm like, I'm wondering if it's like on the shows, like how the chapels are, Mm -hmm. but I'm always so intimidated to go in because I'm afraid I'm going to walk in and people are like, if somebody's in there, they're just going to look back and stare at me. (laughs) Like the fuck is you? Right. I mean, they shouldn't. I mean, like. If you're walking into a chapel, you're obviously going to, you know, pray of some sort. I mean, obviously you're not going to. You're just trying to see if it's <laughs> wow, if it matches if it matches your anatomy. medical <laughs> your medical shows. Right. Um But yeah, I don't think people would just turn around like, why the fuck should this person walk in here? Like this bitch. Like you're focused on wrong shit if you're doing that. Um, <laughs> focus on God. Basically. Um Yeah. The one in Baylor, downtown Dallas, they have really beautiful stained glass. Yeah. But, like, I want to focus on this, uh, you know, Dave and Busters that basically had in this fucking hospital. <laughs> oh, the bowling alley? <laughs> they had a, they had an auditorium, an auditorium, billiards, and a bowling alley. I mean, okay, look. You gotta have some fun. I mean, but, like, you can't be like, all right. We're going to the hospital. I'm going to wash any patient in here in this pool table. <laughs> or like. Well, like, what if they played each other? 
I mean... I mean, you're stuck in there day in and day out, and you're probably never going to leave in some cases. That's true. Like, like I'm not shading it. it, it was just you are. All the shade. I'm not shading it. I'm just saying that it was it was interesting to read that because you know obviously that's not common today right um and i wonder like why why hospitals went away from that i am um, i'm actually trying to get an internship at our state hospital here so like if i get if i get the internship and i find out that there's a dave and busters inside i will let you know cool thanks yeah <laughs> i'll come home and be like oh, you'll never believe what i did today I just bowled. I bowled the perfect game. I, I would not believe that. <laughs> Fuck you. I, per- I, I bowled the perfect game on my phone. Of course, on your phone. It's different. <laughs> you know what? I've beaten you like almost every time when we go bowling, so it's fine. Okay. Sure. Well, I'll let you have that. Because <laughs> it's true. Is it? Um, for half a century, these complex buildings and gardens housed mentally ill patients from all regions of Indiana. By 1905, however, the state had built mental institutions in Evansville, Logansport, Madison, and Richmond, thereby relieving an overcrowded Central State Hospital of some of its patient load. The hospital was left to treat only those from the, quote, Central District, quote, an area of 38 counties situated in the middle of middle portion of indiana despite this the patient the patient population grew to over 2500 by 1950 even though the hospital was originally only a mental health institution the hospital also made advancements in research in various disciplines for example the hospital conducted research that focused on the link between crime and mental illness and helped advance the criminology field. The pathology department would gain international renown in 1931 when, do- when Dr. Walter Brusich made significant discoveries in the treatment of syphilis uh, before penicillin was created. Huh. By the early 1970s, most of the hospital's Victorian-era buildings were declared structurally unsound and were destroyed. The buildings were then replaced with modern, far less interesting buildings and continued operating. The medical staff continued to serve the state's mentally ill until allegations of patient abuse and funding troubles sparked an effort to forge new alternatives to institutionalization. Shocker. Which in turn led to the hospital's closure on June 30th, 1994. The state used the land for a variety of purposes for the next decade, including a location for the American Red Cross and the state motor vehicle pool. The old pathology building was restored and is currently used as the Indiana Medical History Museum. As you can expect, with a mental institution during the 1800s and early 1900s, the hospital had archaic ways of handling mental health issues. You don't say. (laughs) I'm shocked. I am aghast are you shooketh i'm aghast they don't handle their mentally their patients with mental illness with love and compassion yeah and they also you know no drugs or anything so i'm aghast so this is mostly why the why what remains of the hospital is haunted there were underground tunnels dug connecting the buildings to each other 
And if you've listened to basically any episode of our podcast, you know, if there's a tunnel, there's nothing good happening in the tunnel. No, you don't think so? (laughs) It's so... Treatment methods varied from restraining patients to chaining and shackling them in dark rooms off these said tunnels. These treatments were most commonly used against those who had a propensity for violence. The patients were in dark, inhumane conditions and were, quote, retraining practices were deemed to be barbaric. The worst inmates who never stopped screaming and or attacking staff or other patients were warehoused there in the early years of the hospital. Patients who died at the asylum were buried in unmarked graves and sometimes in mass graves as uncovered when the grounds were being restructured. There are several locations that are haunted to this day. The first location is the old powerhouse basement. The screaming of a woman was heard coming from a corner of the basement. Shadows of entities were seen moving from cement post to post. An employee on a break took a nap in a room in the basement near the pumping station and awoke to being choked by unseen hands by a menacing presence. I don't think I would ever take a nap in a basement. That's what I thought, too. (laughs) I was like, first of all, like. I mean, I can understand that maybe he's on break and like he's worked overnight, maybe a graveyard shift or something. And like he's just trying to get some Z's. Like, don't get me wrong. I get taking a nap. Like I used to when I worked at the daycare, I used to take a nap on my lunch break. Oh, worst idea ever because I never wanted to come back to work. Yeah. But I took a nap in my car. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't understand why you would just go into a completely pitch black basement and right. just think, oh, yes, no one will find me here. I'm going to be completely safe here. Like, no. No, that's... That's the worst decision. When he broke the grass, he ran to the light switch and no one was there. There were deep red marks around his neck where he was choked. The coal conveyor belt, which brought coal to the boiler, turns itself on and off. There are also numerous reports of orbs and other noises. In the old pathology building, there were unexplained noises that would occur. In the administration building, random footsteps are heard in the lobby walking from a window to the main desk and back. In the dorm... Just like... Yeah. Yeah. Like someone just like walk up and then just walk away. You know how biggest pet peeve is? What? And I deal with this at the clinic because like the clinic... Um, when you're sitting in the clinic, like you can hear the exterior door open and close mm-hmm. is when you can hear somebody and you think you like somebody, you just, in, you're anticipating somebody walking up and nobody ever does. Oh my God. That's my, like, I'm just like, oh, chill Bailey. It's okay. Yeah. In the dorms, maintenance workers have heard the cries and screams similar to what was heard here when patients stayed here. On the second floor of a woman's dorm, an entity dressed in a bathrobe has been seen running up and down the halls. Under a grove of trees, a violent patient killed another patient, and people can hear the cries and groans of this victim coming from that area. Uh, So like I mentioned before, the pathology building has been well preserved, and so it now holds the Indiana Medical History Museum. Oh, wow. Though the administrators of the museum deny it being haunted, many past and present employees say the opposite. 
So you, they say it's haunted? No. They're denying that it's haunted. Oh, everybody but denies people, haunting. But people that have worked there before and currently work there say that it it is haunted. It's definitely haunted. Yeah, it's most definitely haunted. Can we just talk about... Okay, so he put a picture up on the drive for me. And it's very ratchetish, But of like this maybe probably the 60s like the cars in it are very old school yeah and i i enjoy this yeah no it's uh and i put a map on there i see the map yeah it's freaking huge there's a huge it's a huge ass like hospital complex it is it's humongous yeah it's like it's winged it's very large yeah and so yeah you couldn't tell me that there wasn't any like crazy nefarious shit happening what? and did you say man- man- nefarious nefarious oh, i thought you said man- nefarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you can tell me that there's nothing crazy going on there or there was there was nothing crazy going on there like words are hard <laughs> But that is my story. You did great. And I love it. Thank you. My references are none. He just pulled it out himself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I went back in time. <laughs> um, shout out to but Marty did, McFly. But um, did you sleep in a basement? No, I didn't sleep in a basement. That's that's so weird. Why would you do that? Um, <laughs> references so questionable. Only in your state. dot com. Uh, Wikipedia. dot org. Ghost.hauntedhouse.com, IndianaHauntedHouses.com, and AsylumProjects.org. Nice. So, um, I was preparing my notes as you were saying your references, and I was pretty sure that you were going to be the only one that had a story this week because I couldn't find my notes. So this week I am. Oh, are you ready for my story? I'm so ready. Are you? Are you pumped? I'm pumped. You <sighs> feel my excitement. Okay, this week I am discussing the Cape May Luz Ferry, which is a ferry. What? Cape May Luz Ferry. L-E-W-E-S. Lewis? Lewis? L-E- Wait, spell it again? <laughs> L-E-W-E-S. L-E-W. Luz. Lewis? Lewis? Lewis. L-E-W-E-S? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lewis, right? The Cape okay. May Lewis Ferry, which is a ferry system that is 17 miles. Okay. It crosses the Delaware Bay and connects uh North Cape May, North Cape May, New Jersey with Lewis, Delaware. Okay, so can I tell you why I chose a Delaware haunting? I am interested, yes. <laughs> because we have listeners in Delaware. So like anytime I see that we have like an influx of listeners in a certain state, I'm like, oh, I should do that state. Apparently people like us there. Hey, shout out to Delaware. <laughs> but also Delaware is the like the smallest state in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like in the United States that the world doesn't have. No probably. offense. What is Delaware known for? <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. I mean, no it. shade by this at all. I just don't know. I can't pull anything off the top of my head. I mean, we're not known for Great things. We're known for um, having the Zodiac Killer as a governor or whatever the fuck he is. <laughs> so, so you can't really fucking talk right now. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, we're known for barbecue, the Dallas Cowboys. That fucking for, suck. Look, hey, 
<laughs> Look, but I had Zach a, wore what he wore the other night all the time. Oy vey. I had a great oh. Monday. I'll because... be pregnant so fast. <laughs> like the problem is like if that was to happen i'd be like nah okay <laughs> yeah have his baby yeah, okay get his child support okay yeah you <laughs> would love he would be set you would love he has a fucking football field in his fucking backyard you would be set to be the stepdad of a cowboy's kid a cowboy's player kid i don't know like, I don't know, but you would never be the cool one. No, it would be no. like what's that one show with Will Ferrell? Stepdad. Yeah, it would be Is like stepdads. Yeah, stepdad. It would be like that show. Like you would never be. Who's your one. daddy? I was that one. I think it's that. Yeah. I think you're thinking of stepbrothers when you said step. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it would be like that. You would never be the fun one. Oh no, of course not. <clears throat> so any hoozles, Delaware. I was like, oh, that's just the smallest, daintiest little state. It's so cute. So here we are. The ferry system is the final crossing of the Delaware waterway before you get to the Atlantic Ocean. We've swam in the Atlantic Ocean. We did. It was gross. Um, <laughs> better than the Gulf. <laughs> anything's better than the Gulf. The Red River is better than the Gulf. You ain't gonna catch mm, me I don't on know. the Red River. <laughs> The ferry system is operated by the Delaware River and Bay Authority, or, as I like to call them, the DERBA, because it's D-R-B-A. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll that take checks it. out. I'll take it. <laughs> the system has three ferries and two terminals. So, the first one is the uh, location in Delaware, and the second one is the location in New Jersey. So, the ferries can be uh, can carry pedestrians, cars buses, RVs, tractors, motorcycles, and bicycles. Damn. Uh, what? Why bicycle? <laughs> like, it wouldn't be able to hold a bicycle. <laughs> no, everything can get on, but not the bicycle. The bicycle will hold. <laughs> like, it's just the odd thing to list at the end. Like, yes, bicycles. We take those. <laughs> the bicycles will... Uh, what's it Unicycle? Thing? No, can't do it. <laughs> what about those ones where two people, the tan... The tandem bikes? Yes, thank Can't you. do it. Can't, Can't do, do it. it. Exceeds the, the weight limit. Almost said the tangent bike. The tangent bike. <laughs> A cosine bike. <laughs> the sign cosine bike. So, each ferry can hold roughly 100 vehicles. Each trip is about 80 to 90 minutes or three hours if you do round trip. Okay. Doesn't that sound like so much fun? Yeah. Side note, great. I am dying to go to Seattle and take a ferry boat trip. Okay. Like in Grey's Anatomy, like McDreamy, McDreamy did every morning. Okay, just thought I'd add that. Okay, okay, (laughs) that's cool. (laughs) Okay, great, let's go. (laughs) But, okay, so honestly, like I told you about the ferry and the ferry system, but where I'm going to be focusing on is actually the parking lot of the Delaware Terminal. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's where you have to, it's where you have to keep your unicycle. We're going to be parking lot haunting? Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, you have to admit that this is pretty interesting so far. I mean, so far, we're getting to the parking lot, (laughs) y'all. Meet me outside in the parking lot. So, as you walk up to the terminal, you can see a marker for the Unknown Sailors Cemetery. It reads, quote, Lewis has been a port of call and a harbor of refuge since the 17th century. 
for generations during the age of a cell. A public burial ground in this immediate locality became the final resting place for hundreds of sailors who lost their lives and whose unidentified bodies were here cast ashore. In remembrance of those persons whose remains are sheltered on the shore, this memorial is placed. May they find eternal repose. Do you see it? Yeah. What if you walked up to somewhere and it was like, hey, by the way, this is also a burial site. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. So I was like, there's just a bunch of unmarked like graves, just like just a bunch of people just buried. Yes. That's exactly what that's saying. Yeah, basically. Thanks for summing it up for me. Um, Before the parking lot was a parking lot for the terminal, it was a graveyard to colonial era sailors. Or, you know, colonial era seamen. No one. Oh, my God. I knew that was coming, too. I was about to come through with some, like, pertinent information. And, like, you're just like, semen. (laughs) Um... Fuck! I forgot I was gonna say too. Colonial era, colonial. No, uh, yeah, like no wonder the fucking parking lot's haunted. You fucking paved it and made a fucking. You paved it so cars could park there. Don't worry, it it gets way worse, (laughs) way worse. So, uh, the graveyard was established in 1631. That was way before I was even thought about. When sailors died on the ship, they would uh, dump the bodies overboard. And the bodies would wash up on the uh, shore of the bay. In 1888, two ghost ships drifted into the port area with 300 dead sailors on the two ships combined. Oh, God. Hold on. The sailors had become caught in a nor'easter. I don't know what that is. I guess ice storm. And they had frozen aboard the ship. So they froze to death? Yes. Damn. All of them. And the uh, ships just drifted into the port. Wow. It's kind of metal. So, more than 800 soldiers were uh, were buried in the cemetery over the centuries. During the construction of the terminal in the 1960s, many Native American artifacts were found in this area. Some pottery, bones, and arrowheads were found. The Native Americans in the area at the time of colonization and shit... Were um, the Kanoi and Nanticoke tribes. I hope that I'm not just butchering that. But I'm sorry if I am. So not only were there hundreds of soldiers. Colonial era soldiers. um, Who were buried here. But it's also speculated to be a Native American burial ground. Oh my god. I was about to ask that. (laughs) Of course. Like double whammy guys. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, maybe if it's a burial ground, maybe Maybe don't. put it elsewhere? Don't. Just find another location. <laughs> just understand that things don't go well when you, like, mess with burial sites? No, you don't think so? <laughs> um, To this day, visitors still find bones and bone fragments buried in the sand. Especially, like, when the tides are high and stuff, and then they leave, you know, shit like that. And during storms, Mm -hmm. they'll, uh, it's really common to find bone fragments in the sand. Boy, that's crazy. Can you imagine? Okay. I don't want to jump your story, Uh but have people seen, like, ghosts? We're getting there. That's the whole reason we're here. I'm very interested. (laughs) That's the whole reason we have this podcast. I'm, I'm just, I'm interested. I'm pining for it. 
1998, the British Royal Navy Unit had a ceremony and reburied the remains of British sailors from the sinking of the HMS De Brock and moved them away from the, ter- uh, the terminal. So my next line was literally, shocker, it's filled with spirits. Mm-hmm. But thanks for jumping to that. Sorry. <laughs> Um, a lot of paranormal investigators visit the site like it's super fucking popular. Rick Coherd, who founded the Gettysburg Paranormal Association, Association or GPA, or GP, but we'll go with GPA. <laughs> <laughs> or GP. It doesn't have the same ring as Durba. No. Um... But anyways, the GPA investigated and said, quote, there's a lot of electromagnetic energy here. EVPs, or electronic voice phenomena, were performed here, and many of the responses caught on the EVPs were not in English. Shocker. Some responses <clears throat> that they were able to figure out were in Turkish, Romanian, and... Um, English, but it had, like, a British accent. Right. What? Do I'm, you have something to add? I'm curious about the Turkish. And... I, I have nothing else to add to that. So. I know. I'm just... It's, that's weird. I don't know. All I know is, like, Andre from 90 Day Fiance can speak <laughs> Romanian, and that's as far as I got. <laughs> um, that's it. They're from Moldova. Moldova. A second investigative team came out and they were using a slightly unscrewed flashlight, you know, like the flicker thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had the flashlight flash on and off for 15 minutes straight. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Near the terminal police station, both teams were able to hear a loud guttural growl when they were asking questions. Uh, another investigative group came to the ferry terminal and asked questions with an EVP. They felt that the responses uh, they received from the EVP indicated the presence of Native Americans at the site. They also received responses from a nurse who worked at the quarantine station of the terminal. People heading, like, uh, the quarantine area of, like, the port, you know? No. Okay, so, like, back in the day, like, during, like, uh, times of, like, sickness. <laughs> like COVID? Uh, yes. <laughs> um... You had to quarantine, and, like, so she was a part of that. You don't say. Yeah. So, so you Now they say, just close the borders, and we can't go anywhere. I was about to say, so it's all full circle? Yeah. <laughs> um, God, I fucking hate this. I, like, literally, <laughs> I texted Courtney today, uh, shout out to Unsolved Unexplained, and was, like, pandemic problems, I'm so tired of washing masks. <laughs> oh, so... so I guess sidetrack here. Um, so I spoke to our neighbor earlier today and um and she was telling me that she she gets maskany? Mask acne? Oh yeah, that's that's common. That's a thing? Yeah. I, I didn't know it, that was a thing. I have it too under my chin where it hits. Also my little nephew has it. <laughs> As a are. person that just has shitty skin, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> well, you don't have to wear a mask all day. That's true. Because some of us don't all get to work from home. I'm look, don't blame me. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Fuck. I can't help that my job. Don't blame me because I'm amazing. 
I my job's just cool like that, and literally I can do my job from any computer as long as I mean I have I'm access. allowed. I'm allowed to choose uh, not to go in, but like I wouldn't learn shit. So you chose this. I wouldn't learn <laughs> shit. I tried so, it for two. So semesters. don't come at me. You chose, but this. also I couldn't get all the hours I would need if I didn't do it in person. Like, I wouldn't be able to work in the clinic or anything, which is then offsetting my graduation date, which is offsetting when I can start making money. So I, I chose this for you. I am so For sorry. us. For Frankie. For Gizmo. <laughs> <laughs> Any hoozles. Back to, my, <laughs> back to my story. So they received EVP responses from a nurse. Um, people heading to university. Literally. <laughs> literally on the EVP. It, it said, quote, I'm headed to university. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that, which is like me every day. Yeah. <laughs> and a ferry boat captain. Okay. Which like, okay, that's, I'm not surprised. <laughs> they attempted to get in touch with sailors that passed away in shipwrecks, but they never received any responses. Visitors of the courtyard area of the terminal often feel sick and become dizzy when they're in that area. Many have spotted a moving white figure, and this was even recorded on camera uh, when the GPA was investigating. Yeah. Coherd, the founder of GPA, said about the white movement, quote, it looked like a person in a white jacket. It had been seen before, end quote. Heath, Heath Girk, who is the director of ferry operations, said the most said most employees at the terminal have experienced something strange here. Everybody's just experiencing paranormal activity. Yeah. <laughs> Seems very widespread. Yeah. Which makes sense. One morning, a man in a cape with long white hair was seen in the gift shop. Girk said, quote, he walked into the women's best... Girk said, quote, he walked into the women's restroom, but there was no one in there. Also... Much like the Driscoll, the women's restroom is haunted. So the strong scent of cigars can be smelled in the restroom. And um, you can see smoke every once in a while. Oh. Someone's smoking in the bathroom. Many employees have experienced the restroom doors banging and hand dryers coming on after the building was closed. Sunny, who was a deceased police officer that patrolled the terminal, has been seen. A woman at the terminal saw an officer walk out of the door that she didn't recognize. She described a man that included his clip-on tie that he always wore clipped to the side of his shirt. And that's exactly how Sonny wore his tie. And, like, she described him, like, exactly. Okay? Oh, wow. Yeah. Employees have come into work and had all the books knocked off the bookshelves in the storage room. Employees have also reported random cold spots throughout the day inside the terminal. And that's that's the Lewis, Ter Lewis Terminal in Delaware. What? Lewis Ferry Terminal. That's so crazy. All because, like, people don't know how to let dead people rest. All because people need a terminal. For a ferry. For a ferry. So, my references this week are capegazette.com, midatlanticdaytrips.com, and delawareonline.com. Awesome job. What did you think? I liked that a lot. Did Very you, interesting. Did you ever think uh, parking lot could be haunted? I, just, I, I didn't. One, no. Didn't think that. <laughs> Two, 
I was like waiting for the story where someone got in their car and they just turned around. There's someone like a ghost sitting in their car. I mean, that's not that's a true crime story, not a ghost story. No, but a ghost, (laughs) not a person. I I mean, I understand. I'm just saying that's very true crime-ish. I mean, that'd be that'd be crazy. That would not be fun. No, not at all. You almost said fun. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I really liked your story this week. I hope that everybody enjoyed mine. Kind of shook it up a little bit for our Delaware listeners. Shout out to y'all. Let me know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram where you want to hear a story from next. I will totally look one up. Um, but in the meantime, follow us on Facebook, Happily Ever Haunted Podcast, and on Instagram, Happily Ever Haunted Podcast, and on Twitter, H-E-H Pod. Yeah, if you love the podcast, uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And uh, also, if you do that, don't forget to send us a picture on any of the social media platforms that Bailey just said. Uh, we'll send you out a sticker, maybe shout you out on the show. And also listen to us wherever you get your podcast from. We would love to hear y'all's feedback. And remember, those that hunt together, stay together. This podcast is a part of Straight Up Strange Productions. Discover more shows like this one at straightupstrange.com.